0: Previously,
1: I'm MacBytes. They'll never notice the join. Hello and welcome to MacBites episode 40. I'm Elaine Giles I'm here with my co-host, Mike Thomas. In this episode, new tech toys that we have, more new tech toys that we want, and we're free. But first, a couple of things to catch up from with the last episode, which was, okay, a little bit ago. So, um, first of all, iTunes 12 Days of Christmas. We mentioned it was coming back this year and... um. How did you fare? Yeah, I fared
0: better than last year. It didn't work too well for me. You might remember um, it wouldn't let me play any of the uh, the free Twelve Days of Christmas last year. Well, actually, it wasn't last year. It was the year before, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, um, I fixed that with a, a rebuild at Easter, um, and yeah, that was that was great. So, how was this year? Uh, half and half. Um, some didn't appeal.
1: Um, I think I can guess the one that didn't. Go on then lesbian vampire killer that's the
0: one yeah
1: i was a bit dubious about that one myself um i'd never actually heard of it but i downloaded it anyway did you i
0: didn't i downloaded some of the music and i downloaded uh trivial pursuit but i thought i'd uh, pass on that film
1: i i am assuming it's some sort of comedy well i'm hoping it's some sort of comedy and um didn't you? Because uh, I asked you what certificate it was. I thought that with a lot of kids getting stuff for Christmas, um, iPods, iPhones, etc. You know, it would have been nice if the 12 days of Christmas stuff was um, universally applicable. And I didn't think that one was. So I asked what the certificate was and uh, it was a 15, wasn't it? It
0: was a 15, but there was something about our friend Tesco had asked the uh, the film distributors to put a a sticker over the the word lesbian in on the on the the box on the cover.
1: Now, you see, if you're going to take offence at one of those words, that would be the least one I would take offence at. They were all right with the word killers then. Mm. Mm, As Tesco's for you, isn't it? Uh, But then you said it wasn't really the wording that was bothering them.
0: No, it was um, it was the
1: cleavage on the cover. (laughs) I was wondering how (laughs) you're going to explain that. Oh, let's just come out with it. Yes, well, she did <laughs> all over the front cover. Yes, um, a very well endowed young lady. Um,
0: I think it being been photoshopped, actually.
1: Well, it could well the, have
0: the been. The Lara but, um, Croft tool. Yes,
1: yeah, some of it was clearly her. And um, yes, I can imagine them putting stickers across it all. That way you've got to buy it to see it, I suppose. Anyway, uh, I've not seen that one yet. So uh, if anyone wants to be so kind as to do a nice review of that and let us know whether they think it would appeal to me, then um, please feel free to do so. So I was right with the one that didn't appeal to You me. were, yeah. I thought I might be. Um. Anyway, let's get on with that. That, that. that was the 12 Days of Christmas. And some of them were actually watchable by all the family. Uh, sadly, that one wasn't one of them. Um, yes, Pathfinder. My Pathfinder issue that had slowed down considerably. And um, a lot of people have said to me that Pathfinder is not fast to start with. Uh, it's not as fast as Finder, no. But it does have a lot of other features. Um, It's been erratic for me and virtually unusable since 5.5.2 but fingers crossed and I'm touching wood here I am clinging to my table and now I'm going to whisper it too it seems cured with the latest one which is 5.5.7 it's only been out a couple of days uh, not only has it seemingly fixed my problem but the whole thing is running much faster so if you've given pathfinder a go before or you've had a license for it and you've given up with it might be time to give it another look it's definitely running faster for me so um i'd say It's really worth a look. The extra features to me, you know, if you're just moving a file, then fine, use Finder. But I've been moving, um, well, I said to you the other day, didn't I, how much data I'd been moving. Gigs and gigs and gigs. Yes, yes. It was uh, 960 gig worth of data in about six or seven days. And um, for that, when I'm filing stuff away, I can't be using Finder. I end up with 20 windows open and not a clue where I'm up to. So I I use it for that. So um, give it another go. It's uh, definitely worth it. And the last item to catch up with was some um, me thinking I'd outwitted Safari with the bookmarks. Sadly, I was wrong. Yes. the situation was um, I was looking for an alternative way to synchronise bookmarks between computers without using mobile me. And at first, it was working wonderfully. And I think it still would be if you only accessed Safari on one machine at a time. Now. This should, in big capitals, have worked okay because uh, I was testing it for my dad and he'd just got a laptop. He's already got an iMac. And I thought, well, it's for my father. He'll not have them both turned on at once. How wrong was I? Mm. Yes, you've been here, haven't you? He's had not only iMac on. I've seen him with both
0: open.
1: It it gets (laughs) worse, though, doesn't it? It's not just his iMac. Oh, no. He's got his iMac on. He's got his MacBook Pro on. He's got his um, Sky Sports subscription on his iPhone going and the widescreen telly as well. So to say my poor mother needs time in a rest home is an understatement. And the inadvertent knock-on effect of that was my wonderful job synchronising the bookmarks didn't work. Um, Yes, using them both at the same time, Dropbox can't seem to handle it. Um, It's the synchronous syncing that's the problem. Both uh, machines are trying to write back to the same data at the same time. And instead of just saying, that's not a good idea, don't do that. Oh, no, it's creating multiple files, conflict files. Now, I thought, well, it'll just ignore the conflicts and then use the rest. No, it took all these extra files it had generated and showed you the bookmarks from all of them. So if you had sort of 500 bookmarks, by the time he'd finished at the end of the day, there was about 3,000 there. (laughs) Six copies of everything. And him saying, what's the matter with this? So it seemed like a good idea at the time. I'm filing that under back to the drawing board. So, um because he hasn't got mobile me so for me i've turned mobile me on and i'm done with it now i've also purged my bookmarks um i now have no bookmarks at all only the bookmarks bar which has a handful on and that's it but um He isn't going to be doing what I do, which um, I I did a blog post on many, many moons ago. So uh, you can always go back and have a look at that. But he needs some way to synchronise these things at the same time. And it's looking like MobileMe, unless anybody else knows any different. So if you do, I've always
0: used MobileMe for syncing bookmarks, syncing bookmarks, syncing um, calendar, syncing, 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 (laughs)
1: He's lost the teeth again, people. <laughs>
0: Address book contacts. I've always used it. And uh, somebody else asked me, somebody who, a um, colleague of mine who's recently got a Mac, asked me whether it's worth getting MobileMe. And I said, definitely, if only
1: for those things. I know there are other ways to do it. I know people who use Google for virtually everything. Um, I use MobileMe for everything except bookmarks. Um, my logic. You with have that to was... be different, don't you? I, well, I do. I do. I've always got to be the odd one out. Um, I didn't want to synchronize all the bookmarks I had to my phone. That was the only reason that I, I wasn't using it. Um, synchronizing them between machines, I didn't particularly have a problem with. Um, but anyway, I, like I say, the reason I didn't want them sent to the phone was I thought there was too many of them. Um, so I, I've pruned them back considerably, um, and I've managed to do that with Bookdog, which is just brilliant. So um, now it's synchronizing with the phone as well. So uh, I'm happy with my setup. I don't fancy telling my father he's going to have to spend more money, though. So if anybody's got any ideas, let me know. So on
0: to new toys. Uh, always good. Uh, what did you get from Santa?
1: Well, first of all, I'm pleased to say what I didn't get. I'm sure I've mentioned before my loathing for pink tech. I hate pink tech. It's so condescending. I am not, You're a, girly not a girly girl. girly are you? No, no, I'm not a girly girly. And, and, and I object greatly to pink tech. Uh, But I see that this year I wasn't alone and that there is now um, a campaign about um, a lady who was on the BBC. She was interviewed over Christmas and I loved it. I played it. I put it on repeat repeat play on the website. Uh, It's called Rethink Pink and uh, the Pink Stinks campaign. So I'm going to put a link in there for that because I thought that was so true. Link to Pink Stink. (laughs) Yes, a link to Pink Stinks. Uh, Pretty much, she she was saying that, you know, you go into a toy shopper and the toys that are generally sort of boys toys are all sorts of colours, but you go over to the girls section and everything's pink. And I thought, the woman is right. And this is why I don't like pink. Never have liked pink. Will never like pink. And my tech should never be pink. And this year, yes, I trained the entire family. Nothing pink arrived. What did arrive was a rather snazzy Mac mini server. And there was no pink to be seen. So uh, that's what I got. Um, we also got an Airport Extreme, finally, finally, after a false start uh, last summer when uh, I ordered one from Amazon and somebody had beaten me to it. It was already open. That went back. Uh, I waited and waited and uh, it arrived just before Christmas. And we haven't had a lost Wi Fi connection since, have we?
0: We haven't, no. Uh, even my um, Vista laptop, my Work Vista laptop, connected to it as well.
1: Uh, yes, I wasn't too sure about the wisdom of that, but uh, it did. You didn't get on, though, did you? No. Uh, Failure at the other end, I'll say. Yeah, I'm
0: going to give that a, another go, but. Um, oh, joy. It definitely worked at our end, so I'm blaming the other end. Now, my little toy, well, it wasn't so little, Little? my my little toy for Christmas.
1: Don't admit to having a little toy. Good grief. I
0: bought myself with a little album Santa was a 17-inch MacBook Pro. That's not a little toy. It's a big toy. No, it's not. It's a nice, big, nice, big aluminium toy. Yeah, (laughs) 17-inch MacBook Pro.
1: We're back to the toys of an adult nature. (laughs) They were aluminium. Don't don't set me off. Don't set me off. We're not going to cut this out, are we? No, no. No, no. My editing's rusty, <laughs> they'll just have to take it as it comes
0: my book pro seventeen inch uh four gig of memory, a five hundred gig hard drive, and it's wonderful. took me about three or four days to build it up after it finally arrived because i I paid for um next day delivery, but it didn't turn up next day. It got lost somewhere
1: yes, I will well remember that day if you remember. Um, I was expecting a delivery. My delivery arrived. I was then on the prowl waiting for your delivery, at which point um, I realised that somebody else had come up the path and um, the doorbell hadn't rung. And I realised the doorbell wasn't working. It's one of these wireless affairs. Yes. Turn the microwave on and the doorbell goes. And um, I had to sit there all day waiting, didn't Mm. I? Because I didn't want to miss it. I thought this would be typical. All my stuff arrives and uh, everything's fine. And the day yours is due... The doorbell's mm. not working but uh our woes didn't end there actually did
0: if we connected the doorbell to the airport extreme then we might actually get it
1: working yeah, exactly mm. that doorbell is the bane of my life but of all the days it decided to break it was the day that your toy <laughs> was on the yeah. way not th- in fact that it made much difference Do carry there was on. a
0: problem at the depot they said where the uh, the, the the machine had the package be mislaid uh, and I had paid for next day delivery. So I actually argued the toss with them the next day and I did get a refund on the delivery. But not only did I get a refund on the difference between the next day and the, the sort of standard, I actually got a, a refund on the whole lot. So it did turn up the next day, uh, which was great. And uh, I've taken my 20 inch iMac and we've moved it to the bedroom, made it a media center.
1: Yes, the most desirable bedroom accessory, I think.
0: Mm. Yes. Beats um, toys of an adult nature, doesn't it?
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes, quite. And we also put an airport express in there as well. As you were saying, the um, Wi-Fi wasn't great. Yes, it was erratic. Yes. And you don't want anything erratic in the bedroom, do you? Erratic that Mm. was. Um, anyway, it's been OK since, hasn't
0: it? Yeah, it's been perfect. Um, so no we also put
1: the uh, ITV software on there. Um, we haven't put the device in. You don't need the device to play back recordings. So um, the device is still elsewhere, but uh, the software's available to um, play the TV programs. Uh, also got some new software before Christmas as well. Airfoil from Rogue Amoeba, which is just brilliant. Um, I was a bit confused when I very first got a Mac and I saw that software and that I couldn't quite see the point of it but it actually lets you stream any audio so not just itunes uh, but any audio from one computer to another so um its main use for us is spotify Uh, we have spotify on one of the other machines uh, and we can now stream it through we also put the usual um stuff on there that you would for a media center we've got boxy on there and once you've got all that software on there then you need something to make it work And um, the brilliant, absolutely brilliant Keymote for iPhone came into its own. Um, It's a wonderful piece of software. I think it's about £1.79. And it enables the iPhone to control, well, virtually anything, a huge range of Mac programs, including things just like Finder. Um, So it certainly worked with QuickTime, um, the new one, QuickTime 10, isn't it? It works with ITV and the whole thing's configurable as well. So not only can you download configuration files, but you can reconfigure them as well. So um, I reconfigured one because I'm right handed and I wanted the volume on the right and not the left. So uh, really, really simple to do. Um, It says store in the software and that made me think, oh, do you have to pay for these files? But you don't. So um, that's working brilliantly, although I still have this strange habit, don't I, of pointing the iPhone at the screen, (laughs) thinking it's making it work better.
0: (laughs) Just like a remote control. Yes, I know. (laughs) Yes, there's no infrared on it.
1: No, I know. And I just can't stop doing it. It's a really bad habit. I'm convinced if I point it at it, it will work better. But um, no, it doesn't. It just works. Um, But it's not all fun and games with the old iMac, is it? No, I've actually been
0: using it to run my mail and busy Cal on OmniFocus so that um, I can have that running all the time, um, acting as the mail filter with uh, with Spansive running on there as well. And that way, my uh, MacBook Pro, uh, my iPhone can can effectively be uh, dumb clients if you can call anything by Apple a Dump client.
1: Yeah, well, you you were working that way before. Um, the difference is now with your MacBook Pro, that's become your main machine. So you really mm. still needed that functionality available all the time rather than when you're just carrying your machine with you. And uh, yeah, I think that's working well.
0: It seems to be, yeah. I mean, I've like, like you say, I've got my MacBook Pro with me at work, for example, um, but I'm still getting the mail coming into the, the iMac uh, being processed and then I can I can see it because it's IMAP. I can see it on the the phone, for example.
1: Yeah. To be honest, actually thinking about it, having to think about it because you're changing your machine, I think you've sort of focused in on your workflow more as well. I think the mail's more streamlined. Um, BusyCal still there, so we can share calendars even if you're out. And I think the whole thing works better. And and now, of course, I can automatically, directly, without you knowing. Send tasks into OmniFocus for you. Mm. Yeah.
0: OmniFocus. Um. I've I've had a lesson from the master, haven't yes. I? Yes.
1: OmniFocus warrants a show all of its own, really, doesn't it? Uh. Yeah.
0: It warrants a complete series of shows all on its own. I think. Shall we
1: just say it's got a bit of a steep learning curve?
0: A very steep learning curve.
1: Yeah. I've been using it since um it was virtually vaporware. Um, the alphas, the early alphas, and um. I think it's absolutely wonderful. There's nothing to touch it, but it's a bit difficult to explain. Um, I think it's probably, including Microsoft Project, and I know how you love that. It's probably the the piece of software that I think is the least accessible of anything I've ever seen straight out of the box. Because it, it just sits there and there's like a blank bit and you think, well, right, what do I do now? And once you've typed in a few tasks, you think, yeah, and... And there, yes, there's a manual. Yes, there's help. Yes, there's things online. But there's nothing like actually sitting with it and working it through. And it does take a bit of time. I mean, I said to you all, I'll just sort of give you an overview. And it was about three and a half hours. It was. And the next day you started again at the beginning. Where's my task <laughs> gone? Yeah. Mm. Right. OK, then a series of OmniFocus shows, I think. Yeah. Um,
0: what I have been doing as well is screen sharing. Uh, because the, the iMacs in the bedroom, as I say, um, I've got my, my laptop in the office, uh, but I still do need to get access to the, the screen on the iMac. So I have been using screen sharing a lot. I've actually found a real use for it using screen sharing menu.
1: Yeah, that's something we've mentioned before. It's a free piece of software and it is absolutely brilliant. And um, to be honest, I have found that screen sharing worked better on Leopard than it is doing on Snow Leopard for me. Um, I've got a couple of problems with screen sharing as a whole Um, it works fine on machines that i'm logged on to as me but what i used to be able to do was log on to machines where you were logged on and as long as i put in the correct username and password everything worked fine Um, then you put a secondary monitor on the iMac and that seemed to upset the screen sharing greatly even though i can screen share my own dual screen setups and then the second thing that happened after that it seemed to take exception to Uh, You being logged on on one machine and me trying to log in, it didn't seem to like that at all. So I can certainly screen share my own computers where um, my account is logged on. It's not having such a good job with yours at the moment, but um, I do love screen sharing. I have uh, a couple of Macs now that have no monitors and um, but for screen sharing, I wouldn't be doing much with them. So, uh, yeah, screen sharing menu is uh, wonderful and you can use it to spy on me i can actually can't i um I, to be honest i better whisper this it's all right i don't think he listens um i i actually use it to, to monitor what my father's up to make <laughs> sure he's not getting into any mischief um all i have to do with that is make sure that i don't leave my mouse in his screen and then move it or he thinks his machine's possessed but uh, yeah screen sharing is wonderful uh, and as well as um our hardware purchases we had other stuff as well didn't we Uh, One of the best things, uh, I already had one, um, but I was buying another one, an M stand, which is um, a very, very, very expensive laptop stand. Um, I think it's from a company. I think the company's called Rain um, and the stand is called an M stand. I was looking at um, a Belkin elevator and I was almost at the purchasing stage of this stand until I read one review and and literally this product had, oh, 50 reviews and they were all pretty good apart from this one that said um, yeah it stands okay it looks all right uh, pretty expensive for what it does but the laptop falls off the front of it and I stopped as I was hovering over the buy button and thought what what Uh, that's a bit fundamental on a laptop stand Um, so I then started looking around for one where it held the laptop at the right height but there was no way it could fall off because um, I wasn't intending to use this actually sat in front of it. Um, my laptop is uh, in another room. Uh, it's not in my office. It's in another room I use as a studio and um, the laptop is there. So I, I leave it there. So I certainly don't want any chance it's going to fall off the stand. And I, I couldn't believe that. Turned out, if you do have one of these stands, um, they've upgraded it now and you can get two plastic clips and they hold your laptop on I thought "Mm, right so uh, I went for something different and I got this M stand Um, I think in America it's something like $44 which of course with the exchange rate is 45 pounds don't quite know how they work that out Uh, And mine had to come all the way from Leipzig. So um, it took its while to get here. But I can honestly say it's beautiful. It really is beautiful. Um, It's one of those things that once you've paid for it, I think it would last you a lifetime. I've still got the stand that I I bought with um, one of my computers 20 odd years ago. And um, it's still as good as new. And that's what this one looks like, that it it would last a while. And then, of course, you got your laptop. And uh, I said, well, shall I order one for you? And what did you say? No, I'll just leave it on the desk. Yes, I, I don't need a stand. What do I need a stand for, I'm just going to leave it on the desk. Um, and what did you say when it arrived and you saw it? I'll have one of those. Can you, can you order <laughs> me one, please? So then another one turned up. So um, yes, they're breeding. The M stands are breeding, but I can highly recommend them. They. Uh...
0: I can hide all my rubbish underneath on the, the like the plinth I used to use on the iMac. <sighs>
1: It's not really what it's for, but there you go. Well, no, but... no, it works really, really well. <laughs> um, it actually looks like a leg off an iMac, but but wider. So, um, if you want to have a look at it, we'll we'll put a link to Amazon where, where um we got ours from. You can get them a little bit cheaper, um, but we're on Prime, so we don't have to pay delivery. Um, Apple, of course, are at least. more expensive than anywhere else but they sell them as well so um, I like it I definitely would recommend that to anybody and another thing that uh, we spent money on was Final Cut Studio uh, which was an upgrade to uh, Studio 2 which in turn had been an upgrade to Studio 1 and all I can say is good grief what happened to the box I was expecting something similar uh, to the last ones which had I weighed it actually didn't I didn't have 21 pound in weight of manuals in it Mm. Mm. This new one doesn't have anything like that. It's tiny. It looks like an aperture box. So um, there there is a little manual in there, but um, I was hoping for a little bit more guidance with the new features. And then, of course, there was what didn't arrive, but you never know. And um, Gaz tempted us, didn't he, with something that he found called a Zemno, which you had a look at. Yeah, that actually
0: looked quite interesting, um, but very expensive.
1: It was more expensive than my M
0: stand <laughs> Just a little. Ah, it did a lot more than my M son.
1: $600? Yes. It was nice though, wasn't it? He certainly knows yeah. how to tempt a girl, does Gaz?
0: Yeah, I'll have to take your word for that. Yes,
1: you should take my word for it. And of course, the iSlate, still rumour. Um, but I want one. I know I'm going to want one. And I didn't get, sadly, a 27-inch iMac. I want one, but I'm determined to, to hold out. I still want Blu-ray. I I want Blu-ray badly. So um, not for films to back up my data. And um, there's the screen issue as well, which I've heard so many people having problems with them. So I I do hope they iron that out sooner rather than later. But uh, those were the toys that didn't quite make it to MacBytes HQ this Christmas. But who knows? It's a new year. You never, never know. But moving on, we have... iPhone, 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 iPhone. Yes, it's that time of year. If it's that time of 18 months. It's the end of the contract and I'm free. Oh, hang on. Didn't we do something on that last month? Mr. Humphreys, are you free? I'm free. Forward, yes, it only seems like yesterday since we were in store. Uh, yes, for most of the day, I seem to remember. Uh, but it's 18 months ago and um, our contract is up. I notice that the contracts are now 24 months as well and... I don't fancy that. So I'm thinking pay as you go next time and uh, stick with a month to month contract, which was what we were trying to do this week. Oh, what fun that was. Um, We were out uh, near Bolton at the Reebok Stadium. Our other spiritual home is up there. Scan. We buy a lot of our hardware from Scan. Uh, So circumstances really dictated that um, the time of day it was and there was football traffic about that instead of going to an O2 store closer to us, we went to that one. And the other thing was we had the dog with us. Yes, little Mayo was with us. Um, he's been so giddy with the snow. You must see his video. Put a link in the show notes to his video. Um, and he was with us and he was very excited. And we don't leave him on his own in the car, pretty much because he'd probably drive off. He's a very intelligent dog. So uh, we had to go in in turn. And I thought this was probably a bad idea, but you went in first, didn't you? Yes, with uh,
0: copious instructions from you.
1: Yes, and it still went hideously wrong. So tell us about your first trek into the store.
0: Yeah, we'd done some research and uh, on forums and Twitter and we'd heard about this package called Simplicity. Uh, it was actually called Simplicity for iPhone, not to be confused with another package that Oto were doing, which is just called Simplicity. Uh, and the problem is that they seem to have kept it very quiet from the staff. So I went in and I saw this big... Uh, post on the window that says Simplicity, 700 minutes, 700 texts. And, you know, I I said I've got an iPhone, I've just come out of contract and I've come across this Simplicity tariff package and that's what I want. So uh, she said, oh, yes, this is what you want. You can choose uh, one bolt on which uh, because you've got an iPhone, you'll probably want the unlimited uh, internet. Um, And I signed up for it. And after I'd signed up for it, uh, I suddenly, I noticed as she was, was finalising everything that my 3G uh, logo icon, whatever you want to call it, from the top of my phone had disappeared. And I said, have you done something with my uh, account? Because my my 3G's disappeared. She said no. So we rebooted it and it came back. It said 3G. I went back to the car and I was happy at that point.
1: Yes, you were at that point. Uh, and then I went in. Yeah, it's a bit like um those weather systems, isn't it? With the, with the lady and and the man, one with the umbrella and one with the parasol. Yeah. You came out and I went in. Um, she was very, very nice. And she seemed to know what she was talking about. It was sad really that O2 hadn't filled her in on anything. Um, so I explained what I wanted. It was exactly the same. She sorted it all out Um took it, took its time. Um, they were very, very busy. Um, but yeah, it all went through. Yes. She said everything was the same. So, you don't really think about it when you've got an iPhone, do you? But the little extra things that you have that aren't there on a normal contract. Um, so I signed up as well. Everything was fine. So I came back to the car to be greeted by you saying, I've got a problem. Yeah, all the time you've been
0: in there, I hadn't been able to get any internet, even though it actually said three G. So my, as far as I was concerned, it was back. Every time I tried to get my mail, go on Twitter, uh, go on iFooty, go on even just go on Safari, it just came up and it said uh, no internet. Um, actually, it was a, it was a different message than that. It said you are you are not subscribed to any cellular cellular data plan or cellular data network, is what it actually said.
1: So you know. United are playing at home, you're out shopping, I'm in the store, you're sat in the car, no internet for 40 minutes. Mm. That redefines crisis, doesn't it? Mm. So um, you then went back in and I sat in the car. It's a good story, this isn't it? Um, I think before you went in as well, you'd also, I got back in and um, I was amazed at how quickly they did put the changes on the account because um, straight away, uh, I also had no internet at all. I didn't even have the 3G logo and nor did I have visual voicemail. You actually
0: had a little, was it a dot on your little phone icon? Oh, I did. Yes, I had a, I had a red blob in the corner. Um, and that's what kind of alerted you to, to look at the voicemail. Yeah, it
1: looked as if, it. you know, when you get um, a badge that has like a one in it or a two in it, as if you've got messages, it was like that, but it had nothing in it at all. So I went in and I knew to check for the visual voicemail and the visual voicemail had gone. And to be honest, um, like you said, I don't actually use it that much. And it's one of those things about the iPhone that I didn't really fully appreciate until it had gone and oh boy, did it disappear quickly. And um, what was happening was because you think, well, oh, the iPhone's the iPhone, you click there and this happens. Um, it's amazing when you put different SIM in, different things happen completely. And what was happening was instead of getting any kind of interface at all, it was just dialing out to voicemail. Yes, my voicemails were there, but you had none of the niceties of being able to see who called, when they called and choose which message to listen to and in what order. So I'm so much more appreciative of my visual voicemail now than I was then. So you headed in for your second attempt to rectify matters.
0: Yeah, I went back in and I said, you know, we've got no visual voicemail. We've got no Internet. She said, oh, I know what it is. So at least she knew what it was. She took the phone off me and she went into settings, um, network connection. I will put all this in the show notes because you have to change the value that's in um, the the MMS and you have to change the value in something else as well. But she knew exactly what to change it to, and as soon as she'd done that, um, there was my internet back. So I was happy at that point.
1: So you came back to the car and you got in and I got out. and I went back in again and I said, right, OK, um, my internet's back because I've just put all the settings in that you give Mike. Uh, but my visual voicemail is not back. It has gone. It is not returning. So she said, have you rebooted? So, yes. Have you turned it off and on again? Done all that. Done a hard reboot. Done everything else. And she was genuinely flummoxed. It wasn't as though they were. she was trying to con you. You know, you could tell from her face, like, why isn't this working? Why isn't it working? Um, so she rang up customer services and she explained the situation. And, she, and I said to her, "Yeah, this is simplicity for iPhone, isn't it? And she said, yes, it's exactly the same. You should have exactly the same services. But apparently not. Uh, and what she what she well, what they told her they needed to do was put what they call iPhone provisioning on the account um so she puts me on the phone i verifies everything um and they they agreed that, yes they'd put iphone provisioning on the account and that would be everything taken care of uh but it wouldn't um be applied to the account for 24 hours so um at that point i was mm, i wouldn't say confident that everything would be all right but um I didn't see as I could do anything else, nor that they could do anything else. So I just wasn't going to have to wait for the 24 hours. You decided, because by this time it had been over three hours. It had. Um, that you weren't, weren't going to go back in straight away. You'd ring them up. So um, your third attempt was on the phone.
0: Yeah, I actually rang them up from the car. um was on hold for about 10 minutes and gave that up. So what I did the next morning, Sunday morning, was whilst I was out with the dog walking, I rang up customer services. Uh, The guy uh, said to me, yeah, you don't get visual voicemail on uh, Simplicity. I said, whoa, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. You know, this is Simplicity for iPhone. He didn't know what I was talking about. uh, So I had to explain. He said, well, all I can do is put you through to cancellations, which um, I said, well, put me through to retentions then, please, because I'd heard them call retentions on... um, on the forums yep. so i actually rang through uh, got through and he said uh yeah what we can do is we can give you your 600 minutes and your 1200 texts uh, which is way more than i use but i'll take them anyway <laughs> um and you get two bolt-on packages And one is unlimited Internet and the other is unlimited Wi-Fi. So if you're in, say, Starbucks or McDonald's and you connect to their Wi-Fi under the £35 contract, you wouldn't actually have to pay for that. But under the simplicity for iPhone contract, you would unless you took this uh, this free bolt on. Uh, Otherwise, you'd just have to use the 3G when you're in McDonald's and Starbucks. So I said, well, you know, as a gesture of goodwill, couldn't you give me the 700 minutes and 700 texts that I was offered yesterday? Uh, and he said, no, because then you'd have to lose one of the boltons. So I thought, well, uh, I'd rather have the, the free Wi-Fi when I'm out and about than the extra 100 minutes. Um, and I was getting extra texts anyway. So that's what I went for. So I've got 600 minutes, 1200 texts free Wi-Fi, unlimited um, Internet, Internet and my visual voicemail back. Although that did take, like you say, that did take 24 hours to fix.
1: Ah Well, by the time of my third attempt, which was also via the telephone, uh, this was the day after uh, my visual voicemail had returned. I had had to reset it up completely, but it had actually returned. But it kind of returned um, in episodes. Uh, what was happening, as I was saying, it was dialing it straight out and you couldn't stop it dialing out. You had to cancel a call and that took you out of voicemail. So you couldn't sort of try and configure the thing early on Sunday morning. Um, I had an interface for visual voicemail and it was letting me choose to either have a default message or to record my own message. When I recorded a message or tried to use the default, it wouldn't stick. It would not accept it. So it had sort of come back a bit, but I don't think they'd. they'd you know flick the switch all the way so um i had to wait about another four or five hours before i could get that working so i taking your lead contacted retentions directly i didn't bother talking to customer services um i got a wonderful lady called sam and she knew exactly what i was talking about so i explained the sad sorry tale and what i'd ended up with um which was 700 minutes and 700 minutes and one bolt on and um she knew exactly what, where they'd gone wrong. Yes, I was shocked about that too. Um, but what was worse for me was because they'd put this iPhone provisioning on the day before to reactivate the visual voicemail. This is becoming quite a saga, isn't it? Um, because they'd put that on to get all that you would get on an iPhone contract. They would. They knew that what I didn't have, the one thing that was still missing, was unlimited Wi-Fi. Now, I wasn't particularly concerned, nor had I asked them to put that on, but they'd put it on anyway. So Sam had a look at it and she said, I don't know what they've done here. Um, this tariff that they've got you on doesn't actually exist. Um, and what they'd done was they'd put it on the simplicity. They'd then attached this iPhone provisioning to it, which had given me the visual voicemail. But for the last little element, which was unlimited Wi-Fi, uh, they were intending to bill me £20 a month for it yes, I hardly use it. And they were going to charge me £20 a month. And she said, I don't know how they've managed to do that. But pretty much my bill would have gone up to £40 when I was trying to get it down to £20. So I said, right, can you sort this out? What I think, you know, this is what I've got. What I think I need is, and I reeled off what you'd said, which was 600 minutes, um, talk minutes, 1,200 texts, unlimited Wi-Fi, unlimited internet, and visual voicemail and she said yes that's called simplicity for iphone and i said yes well over 24 hours ago that was what i was trying to sign up for (laughs) so um and i joked on saturday i joked with the lady at, at the bolton store and said you know it took seven and a half hours to purchase the thing originally and she was like oh wow so i said so i'm hoping that you know this tariff transfer won't take that long and actually it took longer it took an unbelievable 23 and a half hours To sort that out in total, and uh, longer than that for everything to settle down. But I'm not confident that everything's fine. I shan't be confident until I've seen the bill. But assuming that they've actually got the bill right now, I think we're done, aren't we?
0: I think we finally sorted.
1: And guess what? I'm not going through that again. (laughs) I am not signing up for a contract. They're going to have to drag me there kicking and screaming. And I've worked out, and the pay as you go is identical. Um. What you'd save on the £15 a month that you would save, uh, if you total that up over 24 months and you add in the cost of buying, well, the cost of um, acquiring the phone, On a 24 month contract, it's five hundred and forty pounds. And when you work out what a pay as you go is, that's exactly the same. So um, the phone is going to cost you over the two year contract or initially on pay as you go five hundred and forty pounds. So just accept it and stick with it. So I think what I'm on is a 30 day rolling contract on simplicity for iPhone for twenty pounds. Watch this space until the bill arrives and then I'll let everybody know if that's what I am actually on. But it's what I should be on. So this is how we spend our weekends at MacBytes headquarters. <laughs> yes, wandering around all the O2 stores we can find, but uh, we think we're sorted. So I'm um, talking of iPhone. Let's talk about some iPhone software.
0: Yeah. In the last episode, we were talking about the NatWest app and um, Dan came on Twitter, um, followed up something that I mentioned. So I said to him, why don't you uh, write us a review? So he's very kindly done that. And I'm going to read out what he's put. NatWest app for iPhone. Mike and Elaine's initial response to the NatWest app seemed a little on the chilly side. However, we've seen the TV ad campaign now and we know it's legit and I've spent a bit of time looking at it to see if it lives up to the hype. The sign-up process to actually use the NatWest app is the most extensive and laborious that most iPhone users will have encountered. Apart from us trying to get our simplicity tariff. True, true.
1: They could learn a few things from O2. (laughs)
0: However, it's not without good reason, and it does give access to your bank account after all. As does signing up with O2. As well as a few pieces of personal information, you'll need to enter the details of your Maestro card, which tells the NatWest account the account you're wanting to view. As far as I know, every current account comes with a card as standard, so this shouldn't prove to be a problem. But there's no helping some people, is there? No names mentioned.
1: I wonder who he could possibly mean. No, I haven't got one of those cards.
0: You then give your account a name for easy reference and choose a passcode for logging in. Once you've entered all your details, you might expect to be able to log in immediately and get going. Well, not so fast. The information you've entered now has to be verified, which the app says can take up to 48 hours. So there's either a lot of interest in the app or there's an element of manual checking involved. This isn't necessarily a bad thing, given the nature of the app, but nor does it seem very 2009 or 2010, for that matter. True. Occupy yourself for a couple of days and you'll be rewarded by a handset verification code by SMS. Enter this into the app along with a passcode and you're finally ready to go. There are three options on the app's home screen, NatWest, Service Options and Message Center. NatWest gives you the option of checking your balance and seeing a mini statement, both of which do what they say on the tin. They're clear and basic as in the TV advert. The mini statement is just a list of recent transactions with the balance at the top. Then there's the text services, which you can set for a text to be sent to you with your balance. And that, as far as I can see, is as far as the money management goes in the app. In some ways, this is good, as you don't necessarily want someone to be able to transfer any amount of money from your mobile. And knowing NatWest online banking, they're pretty security conscious about any money being moved. Now, I know that from experience. I only have to put a bit of money in there and they're on the phone, aren't they?
1: Uh, That's happened to me as well. Usually when I'm going into my business account and transferring to my current account and they want to give me advice on absolutely everything. Can we help you spend it? And it's like watching Ebenezer Scrooge stood there rubbing his hands together in glee. I mean, if I'm transferring money, I've got something to do with it, but... um...
0: Yes, that happened to me last week and I said to them, it's going straight out.
1: <laughs> yeah, I tell them that. that that sort of sees them crying, which it was. It was
0: to pay for my MacBook Pro. Ah Well, however, it may disappoint some who were expecting online bank, online banking like functionality to be replicated in the app. The only possible money spending option in the app is the top up phone function. But if you're using it on an f- iPhone, there's a reasonably good chance you're on contract. So the likely likely of a limited use and I've not had the need to try it out. I paused there only because we were talking about not being on contract. Back to the app's main menu. delve into the second option, service options, and there's an option to add bank. This may come as a surprise, but the app isn't strictly NatWest at all. But it's the money mobile money platform from the company called Monetize. The app allows accounts to be added from Alliance and Leicester First Direct, HSBC, Lloyd's TSB, RBS and Ulster Bank. So not a comprehensive list, but not a bad one either. I didn't have any of these to test it with, but it could be helpful for some and could certainly widen the appeal of the app. So, Dan finishes off by saying, On the whole, the app is okay. It's being panned on iTunes, I suspect, due to its limited money management features and from people expecting much more. But just being able to check your balance and transactions can be worthwhile enough to have the app. So, whilst I'll be keeping it, it might fall short of being
1: a must have app for a lot of people. Hmm. Oh, that's pretty comprehensive, isn't it? Yeah, thanks for that, Dan. Do you know, I'm tempted to try it now, but. There's a long road ahead of me. I haven't even got the service card, so I could be a while.
0: Yeah, I think I'll uh, give it a go, actually, uh, because I
1: do have a service card. Always one, isn't there? Anyway, I found something that uh, did excite me in the iPhone app arena. Mm. Yeah, I know what you're Mm. thinking, but no, it's not that one. Not yet. Paperboy. (gasps) Paperboy. I was so excited. Never heard of it. You are so not a geek. Mm. Um, I had Paperboy, which is um, a game, uh, on the spectrum in 1984, my misspent youth. Of course, I was a mere child stopped trying to calculate 1984 to now um, and then i moved on to have the same game on the commodore 64 which had way better graphics now i mean obviously when i say way better graphics you know it had 64 colors instead of 16 but of its day that was way better and now i've noticed it's available on the phone um the graphics um in the itunes store look stunning um way better than either of those computers so um it's 299 and i'm thinking of acquiring said application. So um, watch this space. I think I'll probably give that a review next week. And if I disappear off Twitter and everywhere else, you'll know what I'm doing. I'm playing with Paperboy, not the Paperboy, Paperboy the app. And talking of um, apps, I noticed while looking around for um, something completely innocuous like Paperboy, an interesting, an interestingly titled app. And this app appeared in the top paid list um, of titles. And I just want to say, who is buying this thing? Not me. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> yes, it was called, I mean, obviously it was the name that enticed me into looking at it. So maybe other people are, are doing more than looking at it. Maybe they're buying it. Um, it's called Nude It. Yes, you're about to snigger, aren't you? Um, <laughs> yeah, back to the question of who is buying this thing. Um, It's a... Uh, how would you describe this good grief uh, it's a photographic application so you are supposed to take pictures of your friends it says uh, making sure that their face is visible yeah don't think about that for too too long um, and when you've taken said picture the application will remove their clothes how did this get past to Apple but it did yes it did um, it gets dreadful dreadful reviews um, I'm assuming that's because it doesn't work and not because people don't like the results because it does work. Um, so it's only 59 pence, but um, I've made my decision. I'm going to save the cash and um, just hide your clothes. That would work for me.
0: Well, according to some people, you're a page three girl anyway. So
1: oh yes, yes, yes that was mentioned this week, wasn't it? Yes, I was described as um, a very well dressed ex page three girl but somebody else came back that was uh paul wasn't it so thank you for that paul and then matt came back and said no he envisaged me as um, a rather stern school mom oh, whip me exactly exactly so yes um i if anybody's got this app because i'm not going to be purchasing good grief <laughs> i'd have the itunes police on me um if anybody has purchased it please do a review for us because we'd love to um see some samples wonder who you are we'd love to see some samples from it um, of your ex-friends because you know that's horrendous that is absolutely horrendous I have no idea how that got in the iTunes store when I think of the things that we've heard of that have been excluded for stupid stupid reasons that is amazing that, that they've allowed that in there. but um, And the, even more amazing that people are paying for it when it clearly doesn't seem to work too well. But uh, I, I'm open-minded. So uh, if you've got it, we want to hear from you. If you're prepared to admit to having it, uh, I want a review from somebody. So um, there's a challenge for you. And while we're talking about you, uh, feedback and comments, I'd say a big hi to everybody. You have been... Encouraging us to uh, get back into the podcasting groove after our more extended than intended Christmas sabbatical. So, um, in no particular order, and this is pretty much who I can remember hello to Andy and Jane, Mark and Minster. Minster, you're eagerly waiting 24. Carrie, Jenna, Dan, Simon, and Wizard Gold. And there really were many, many others, too numerous to mention, but you know who you are. And we thank you very, very much for thinking of us over the festive period.
0: Yeah, we were never going to abandon you, were we?
1: No, life just got in the way.
0: Mm.
1: Anyway, we're back now.
0: On to events. Uh, A couple of events to tell you about. Uh, 21st of January, which is actually this Thursday at uh, 8 o'clock GMT, 8 o'clock in the evening, Elaine is doing a uh, presentation on Lightroom 3 Beta. So uh, all you photographic people out there and even non-photographic people who might just be interested, uh, come along and... um, find out all about Lightroom 3, you can uh, you can join us by going to mapbytes.co.uk slash live. Yep,
1: and we will be there chatting away from about 730. So uh, if you're not interested in Lightroom, but uh, you'd like to chat with us then come along anyway. We chat beforehand, we chat after. And in the middle, there's somebody talking about something, which pretty much sums up some of it, doesn't it? Uh, And Mm. we're also having another event. We've got to have an event to coincide with the Apple event, which has just been confirmed today on the 27th of January. Uh, It will be uh, six o'clock GMT and uh, we'll do what we usually do, which is uh, dive into the MacBytes chat room and um, have a chat. We'll follow the live feeds. And if we can find a video, we'll broadcast that as well. And there's going to be new goodies. I'm so excited. Uh, Apparently. Apparently. Obviously, they're only rumour, of course, but um, we don't do rumour. No, we don't do rumour. But. We're hoping for an isolate of some description. Do you know, I'm gonna clarify that. I, I want an ebook reader. I want the Kindle on steroids with wonderful full colour PDF capable reading. Oh yeah, that's what I want. I
0: want, I want I, yes, want, I
1: want. You just call it I want, that's fine. I want, yeah. <laughs> There's also talk of iWork ten, which um I can't honestly think of anything that's not already in, apart from Excel stuff. Um, you know all the functions in Excel? Pivot tables. No, 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 I can live without them, actually. But, you know, there are things in in Excel that um, numbers isn't quite there yet. But it's only a second revision product. So, but to be honest, Keynote and Pages, I just think, are wonderful anyway. So I'm interested to see what they come up with for iWork. Probably better online integration and... Um, Maybe it will have interface tweaks to work with a touch device. You never know. Uh, People are also saying that uh, iPhone 4 will be at least announced if not released, which would be nice because I think I'm not obviously 100% guaranteed, but I think I'm out of contract. So I'm quite excited with that as well. But um, I'd like to say, what if that lovely paint splodged invitation is hinting at something entirely different? Um, What does the invitation actually say? See our latest creation? Mm. Mm. I'm. I looked at it and I thought, Oh, good grief! It's not going to be an apple competitor to Creative Suite, is it? We'll see. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if they don't release a mm. tablet? Jobsy will get lynched. <laughs> <laughs> He'll never get off the stage in one. he? I hope for his sake he releases a tablet. But you know, anything else will be most welcome as well. And um, sign me up for one of everything and, and two of the exciting stuff. Anyway, that's it for this episode of Mac Bites. Um, the outtakes live to fight another day, but. Um, They are very, very funny. So um, I think we should drip feed them one a week. And um, there's even more from tonight, isn't there? Oh, this is what, what it's like when we're recording. But um, anyway, we would love to hear from you, especially if you've got nude it and uh, you would like to share your images. Um, so please send uh, any questions you've got or comments or queries or reviews to MacBytesUK at gmail.com uh, or even send us an audio file or or go, go for broke and send us a video file. Why not? Um, there's a contact form on the website. That's another way you can uh, tell us what you think. You can keep up to date with what we're doing on the website, macbites.co.uk and on Twitter at twitter.com slash macbites. You can follow me personally on Twitter at twitter.com slash elaine giles.
0: And you can follow me at twitter.com slash thomasmike.
1: So until next time, this has been Elaine and Mike bringing you Macbites. Goodbye. Goodbye and see you next time. They're going to wonder what happened then. <laughs> <laughs> the outtakes will reveal all. <laughs> Back to nude it again.